G'day, people. Welcome to the program today. It is the afternoon's program. Hope you're having a great start to it on your Thursday afternoon. It is WFH Thursday. Now, remember, we're doing this across this wide brown land. So we've got me here at Cordell. We've got Coach K. He's in the kitchen. Actually, he might have been, I'm just looking at him here through our video conferencing. He may well be in the lounge room today, so just be careful when he spilled salads or or foodstuffs over the course of the next three hours as well. Heater is over there in the West, and you are wherever you are. You can actually tell us where you are. That'd be nice, wouldn't it? one 1170 Get us on the text line as well, 0457-736-736. G'day, afternooners. Thanks for tuning in. However, you were listening, SEN welcomes you to our very broad house of worship. We're doing it all thanks to SBS Fence too. Remember, portable toilet, temporary fence hire in Sydney. Go to sbsfence.com.au. So listeners across the SEN network, I'm talking about SENQ 693am in Brisbane, SEN 1620am on the Gold Coast. We may have a little treat for the Queensland-based listeners today, as promised yesterday, SEN 1170am in Sydney. And remember, SEN app anywhere at any time. The number, one 1170 The text line, 0457-736-736. Sydney Morning Herald's Chief Rugby League reporter, Adrian Prezenko, will be on the program today, as he is always on a Thursday. So looking forward to that. There's a bit of, bit of noise around Las Vegas at the moment and what's going to happen there. So we'll speak to AP about that. The crossover today, Sydney Flames player Lauren Nicholson, will she start? For the Flames last night, they had a big win over the Canberra Capitals, 86 to 81. So the Flames getting their season back on track, two and two now, as they have a 10-day break until their next game against Bendigo. And here we go, here we go. We've got the big semi-final in the ICC Cricket World Cup coming up tonight. Former Australian cricketer and Queensland Sheffield Shield champion, Carl Rackerman will be our special guest today. So there you go, Maddie from Raceview up there in Queensland. We have a Queenslander on and, of course, a former Australian player as well. Uh, absolute legend, Carl Rackerman. Uh, all right, so let's get into it. What are we looking at? Last night we were looking at Virat Kohli doing it again. He's absolutely phenomenal. He's 50th. This is a record. Sachin Tendulkar was in the stand and he went past Sashin in his hometown of Mumbai, his 50th one-day international 100. And he did it in front of David Beckham as well. So Sashin Tendulkar, David Beckham, they were kicking a football around pre-game. And Virat Kohli was having a kick with them as well. That might give us our talk topic today, but uh, absolutely extraordinary. So Kohli, 117. Shreyas Iyer, what a player, 105. And India all uh, all up four for 397. Shubman Gill was retired hurt with cramps on 79. And at the time, I put it out on social media and I'll put it out now for you. What would the late, great Dean Jones be thinking that Shubman Gill, in a one-day semi-final of the ICC Cricket World Cup, goes off with a little bit of cramping in 79 and hitting them everywhere? In this game. Anyway, uh, Virat Kohli was cramping up as well. Didn't stop him. In the end, India, seven, uh, sorry, 70 runs to the good against New Zealand. They were all out 327. So Daryl Mitchell, the star there, with 134. 
But Muhammad Shami, wow. What about this? Seven for 57. They are the greatest figures in the history of Indian one-day internationals. They're the greatest figures ever in the history of the ICC Cricket World Cup. It goes past the six for 14 that the legendary Gary Gus Gilmore took against England in 1975. So they've won all 10 matches so far. They're through to the final. And that is another big win for the host nation, South Africa. Oh, what's that? I hear you ask. Is there a chance that the pitches are being doctored to suit the home team? Well, here's the thing, peoples. I'd be shocked if they weren't. I mean, really, we've got a Mumbai Cricket Association official reportedly confirming to a local newspaper that there was a message conveyed to prepare a slow track. Really? Really shocked? Yes, I know. Me too. So there you go. It worked in their favour. So they got themselves a slowish track and uh, it worked perfectly. So New Zealand out, India in, uh, in front of Sachin Tendulkar and David Beckham. Uh, just on that, from Australian point of view, Pat Cummins, we'll hear from him very shortly. But uh, the good news, uh, Glenn Maxwell, all set to go. So Glenn Maxwell is ready to play which is good news. Let's have a listen to the Australian captain, Paddy Cummins, who talked about the pressure of playing in an ICC Cricket World Cup semi-final. You know, what, what helps us is we've got a lot of guys that have been in this situation before uh, that have won one-day World Cup, T20 World Cup, various other tournaments in, in big moments. So I think that, that really helps. You, you know what it takes, but also you, you're not really weighed down by history. You, you get more excited about the challenge and... Um, you know, just get stuck into it, what needs to be done. Right, there is Paddy Cummins. So uh, pressure on South Africa as well, I would have thought. Maxwell in. We've got to ask Carl Rackerman about this one. Who goes with Maxi? Or more to the point, who misses out? Marcus. Uh, Marcus um, uh, they're very being very coy about that in the lead-up to it. We will know tonight. Just on that, just to give you an update, a weather update from Kolkata. I've got this via weather.com. I don't know whether they have the Bureau of Meteorology over there in India, and I'm not sure whether it's as accurate as our Bureau of Meteorology, but a maximum of 24 degrees, potential uh, precipitation 50. I was looking at this earlier today. It was 1%. It's now gone to 51%. Mind you, I haven't. I might have to refresh that. No, 51%, still at 51%. So 51, not good. Not good for the Australians. Remember, South Africa finished ahead of us, so we would miss out on the final if there was no play. Let's get to rugby league. So NRL CEO Andrew Abdo has revealed plans for an NFL-style combine to lure American athletes to rugby league. So it's a bit of an audition for the hearts, minds, and wallets of 330 million Americans. Can I show you might be able to tell me better, listeners. What are we? What are the stated aims of the National Rugby League in going to Las Vegas, right? So I've been in favour of it all along. I didn't think getting elite-level athletes to play in the National Rugby League was actually one of the reasons that the Rugby League was going there. Gambling dollars, eyeballs, participants maybe at a junior level, all of the above. But But what is actually our stated aim when it comes to going to the USA because I, I'd have thought those first two were far more important participants and elite level athletes. Anyway, maybe you can do all. Um, there are rugby league clubs over there in the United States that would be desperate to help with that. But anyway, they're trying to do a reverse Jordan Maylata, who is an out-and-out superstar 
with the Philadelphia Eagles in the National Football League. We'll have to wait and see how that goes. Getting a little closer to home, and we've got Latrell Mitchell. So this is a pretty uh, interesting story, actually, coming out of the Let's Trot podcast. So the Let's Trot podcast, uh, Josh had a car, but he, of course, was doing it with Josh Mansour. Let's have a listen to Latrell Mitchell when he talked about the court case that was hanging over his head for 10 months. The, it just dragged on, man, just trying mm. to, you know, I knew I was innocent the whole time and just trying to prove that I was a good person and, um, and that and trying to fake being happy for 10 months was pretty hard. So, but yeah, I'm glad that's over. It's it's something, you know, it's been weighing on me for a long time, my family and uh, probably my family more so, but yeah, a ball and chains I didn't need and, you know, I've got a lot of them hanging around. So, <laughs> you know, it's not one I wanted. So, but uh, other than that, yeah, it's great, you know, great outcome for not only myself, but a statistic in Aboriginal people. So there you go. That courtesy of Let's Trot podcast. So um, Jack Whiten, he'll be turning up to training next week. Uh, Latrell's at training this week. So interesting too. He's had a lot going on with uh, his football, his on-field action, his off-field inaction at times. Um, it was clear that he didn't do anything at Jack Whiten's 30th birthday party, but um, that all came crashing down for the veteran police officer who admitted to giving false evidence in court. But there you go. That's what happens. It stays with you, the athlete, for anyone, for that matter, for the entire 10-month period. Uh, Ray Faye taylor back at training. I like this. I like this. He was doing a field session on Tuesday, and then on Wednesday he did the yoga session, apparently. Apparently he's got a very good downward dog, which is, I think, what club management would like to do there. Faye Taylor, Mariner. Uh, Michael Hooper, shock switch for him, the former Wallabies captain. He's played 125 test matches for Australia, but he said, no, no, I'm going to go on playing the sevens for Australia. Well, doesn't seven scream speed and youth? I'm not sure. I know he's going to change his training, and he already has started doing that, but there is the chance that he could now play as early as Perth over the Australia Day long weekend. So, uh, and of course, his target is 2024 Olympics in Paris. Now, we've already had John Menenti, who is the head coach of the Australian men's sevens team. Michael is an outstanding rugby player and a great leader. So we're thrilled to have him join our program. I would suggest this, ladies and gentlemen, when your reputation is as strong as Michael Hooper's and you make that change, I would suggest you don't make the switch until you're guaranteed that you are going to Paris. Barring injury which clearly he had leading up to the Rugby World Cup. But barring injury, I would be very surprised if Michael Hooper didn't go to Paris in 2024. Well done, Tom Slingsby. He's been named Rolex World Sailor of the Year. I was thinking to myself, this is the third time he's won. I think, how many Rolexes does one bloke want? He's actually a Rolex ambassador. So uh, good to see uh, one of the battlers out there. Uh, Tom Slingsby uh, being looked after. So well done to Tom on that one. He's about to become a father too, uh, which is exciting for him. And then this one caught the eye as well before we go to our first break and get ready for Adrian Prezenko. Chelsea in the English Premier League could be facing a Premier League points deduction after leaked files reveal a series of illegal payments during Roman Abramovich's tenure as club owner. Wow. I know. I know. Uh, so let me get let me join the dots on these ones. The guy who was once involved with a number of shell companies in making payments to Vladimir Putin is now allegedly, allegedly, 
making illegal payments while an owner of Chelsea. I, oof, I know. I can't believe it. I can't, I can't believe it. Anyway, uh, incomplete financial information is what the EPL have determined that Anne Bramovich provided during this course there. What about this one? I like this. So uh, a link to it is Antonio Conte, Eden Hazard, uh, Samuel Eto'o. Uh, a company signed an agreement to pay $10 million to acquire a majority stake in Excellence Investment Fund, whatever that is, uh, while at the same time they signed Antonio Conte to a new $9.6 million a year contract the same day. So there's some sort of speculation that Conte may have been the owner of Excellence Investment Fund. And Wow. But, but you know, I don't know about you, listeners. I'm a little shocked, isn't it? Roman Abramovich allegedly, allegedly, making illegal payments whilst an owner of an English Premier League club. That is Chelsea. Wow. Uh, who'd have thunk it? Knock me over with a feather. one three hundred oh one eleven seventy. 1170 The text line 0457-736-736. Before we go to the break, our talk topic for today. And remember, there's $100 cash up for grabs. So Tristan and the team up there at Top Sport. And, of course, uh, we've got the Boost Power Bank to give away today for the best text message. Uh, oh, now we're going to do the Who Am I? The Who Am I is back. So that's very exciting. But given the fact that Sachin Tendulkar and David Beckham were playing soccer on the ground at Mumbai and were there to Virat Kohli score his 50th one-day international century when superstars collide, when superstars collide. I'll never forget the photo I saw. I think it was on the return from the 1930 Ashes Tour. The Australian team went via the Americas. And there's a photo of the legendary Babe Ruth sitting with the equally legendary Sir Donald Bradman. So maybe you can give me an example. When superstars collide, one 1170 0457-736-736 for the text line. All right, let's break. And then we're back with Adrian Prezenko. <laughs> 